0: Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast. I'm Tammy, founder of the blog Married and Naked, certified sexuality coach and speaker.
1: And I'm Joel, TV host, motivational speaker, and the guinea pig to the lessons you're about to learn.
0: We're high school sweethearts married over two decades, and we're on a mission to help you create the marriage you desire and deserve. Let's get naked. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Married and Naked podcast, everyone.
1: Yay. Hello. Glad you're here. Hello, my baby. Hi. I think I jumped on it a little too That's soon. That's okay. <laughs> How you doing, my love?
0: I'm doing good.
1: Yeah? What's going on? Now, the much. A little late. I don't think we've ever recorded after 5 p.m. in the evening time. I, I know it's a podcast. You have no idea what we're looking at, but it's dark outside. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like that. How do you, I'm just curious how other people feel about when the time changes. We're in Southern California. We're on daylight savings time. I know it's not that way everywhere, but man, I hate it when it's dark outside this early. I think
0: it's quite the controversial topic. And I know (laughs) lots of people are trying to change change that and have very strong opinions about it. Yeah.
1: So I shouldn't ask. Yeah. never mind. Don't give us your opinion on that (laughs) because we don't want to open up that can of worms. We can open up a relation can of worms, but Let's not that. that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll stick to that. I want to share with you something that just happened in our, you know, within our family. We have... um A couple in our family that has these couple goals of hitting peaks all around the area. You mean
0: mountain peaks?
1: Mountain peaks. Yeah. Not everybody
0: has peaks
1: (laughs) around
0: them. We mean mountain peaks.
1: That's so true. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. And we travel back on the East Coast and Midwest and there's no mountains.
0: We Um, happen to live right on kind of the ridge of mountains
1: yeah I mean just I mean, we have Mount Baldy, which is right near us, Big Bear, uh, which is right near us, San Gregonia, and we're talking seven, eight, nine, ten thousand feet tall mountains surrounding us. so pretty cool. I mean, beautiful when you look at it. So there's this couple in our family that has this goal to hit all of the mountain peaks, hike all the mountain peaks, and it is so awesome. For them. I mean, it is like incredible. They're taking these hikes. They just did a seven hour hike. How does that sound for you, sweetie? Seven hours hiking.
0: I like the idea of a challenge, but I just feel like seven hours hiking is a bit uh that's a lot. That's a lot. And I'm not a fan of the cold. So (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's so cool that they're doing this together and they have these particular goals that they want to reach together as a couple. And they're just tackling them one by one. And that's really, really inspiring.
1: Yeah. Their next hike, I believe, is a 16-hour hike, which yeah. is an overnight hike.
0: Yeah, I'm out. I, it's not for <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> it's, I, was, I was talking to one of them the other day. And they were like, hey, you going to join us. And I'm like, uh, no, no. If you
0: got a two-hour, like something yeah, like, I'm in. Let's do ground.
1: it. <laughs> Uh, down in elevation. So Tammy doesn't get cold. Yeah, let's do it. it. We're there. We're there. But you know, it's funny because as we were hearing the stories of what they're going through and how, I think they've done four or five already. It just got me thinking about like, you know, our goals and our things that we focus on and what we look forward to. And I feel like it's so important to have couples goals, Mm -hmm. not just individual goals, but things you want to do as a couple, you look forward to doing as a couple. And I, I don't know. I just it's so cool. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I'm I guess I'm excited about talking about what we're about to talk about.
0: Well, talking about couples goals, you can have outward goals like our family members do, where they have goals to tackle some adventure together, or you can have inward goals of improving your marriage or ways that you want to improve your marriage or certain areas that you want to improve your marriage. And those are always important goals to have as well. And Jill and I always have goals like that, two things that we're working on in our marriage. And we remembered one of those goals when we were talking in the last podcast, when we were talking about the sex, love, and goop episode that we had watched. And it reminded me of a particular exercise that you and I did that we decided to do so that we could work on our own intimacy, improving our own sex life, hashtag couple goals. And (laughs) and, uh, it just felt like, oh my gosh, that is kind of what we did. And it had a huge impact on us. This particular exercise that they did, if you didn't listen to the episode that we did on Sex, Love, and Goop, the past episode, in the first episode of this series, Sex, Love, and Goop, there was a particular exercise that a sexologist had, this couple do so that they could learn more about each other and what they like and don't like intimately. And while we were talking about that episode, it reminded me that we had done something very similar. I wanted to take this episode to share what we did because it really did have a big impact on us. And it really did make improvements in our sex life and our Intimate life, hashtag crushing couples goals.
1: (laughs) Jeez, wow, you're really pounding the (laughs) hashtags right now or the pound symbols. Oh my gosh, I I sound
0: so old when I talk like that. My kids would be like, stop it, mom. (laughs) Anyway, so we just wanted to share that exercise with you and the impact it had and some of the lessons that we learned.
1: Well, you know, I, I will say that I'm really proud because, you know, I remember you mentioning it while we were watching the episode or after we watched the episode, like, Hey, we, we did that. I remember what we did. And I was like, Oh, you know, it's so cool because this is long before sex, love and goop came out. Yeah. And even who your guide was, where you had heard about it, you even being the, you know, the coach that you are, took it upon yourself and slanted it to fit our needs. Right. And it was so cool. I was like, I was like so proud that, Oh, And it works so beautifully for us. So,
0: yeah. So if you're ready to get vulnerable, Joel,
1: I don't know, lay it it,
0: all out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If I, if I say no, do we stop the episode right now?
0: Uh, We can. I'm not going to say, okay, good.
1: (laughs) No, you know what? And and I'll tell you what, part of the inspiration for, for me, I, I feel inspired by watching sex, love and goop because. Those couples that were on there, and if again, if you haven't seen it, it's a Netflix series, six episodes, the couples that were on there were so vulnerable and so real, and it's so admirable that that type of vulnerability is able to help other people out.
0: Yeah, their courage absolutely blew me away. It just is so unbelievable what they were willing to to do on camera, to talk about on camera. And I think if you can be open-minded, you can learn so much from what they shared.
1: Yeah. And more, more shows like that, more podcasts like this, then the topic of sex and, and love and intimacy becomes less and less taboo as it should be when you're in a consensual loving relationship. You know what I mean? For sure. So, So all that to say, I'd be foolish to <laughs> say, shut this thing down right now. so Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, good. Thank you. I appreciate you allowing us to do that. And I think the show made me think back towards the beginning of the year, we were working on our own intimate lives and trying to improve it and connect with each other and figure out some of our own stuff. We did this exercise called Sensate Touching that I had come across from this book that I had mentioned on a couple of podcasts ago called Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski, and she had recommended this particular exercise to improve your sex life, to improve intimacy, so we gave this thing a try, and we did it for quite a while, at least six weeks or so. We did this once a week, sometimes twice a week, and it was a really powerful practice for us, and it made me think of us when we watched this couple do something similar. So let us share with you a little bit about this practice of, or how we did the Sensate Touching practice because you might find it something beneficial or impactful for you as well. Essentially, we would pick a night of the week, and we would take sex off the table. And instead, we were going to focus on touching. And really, the practice was to explore what we liked and didn't like, and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and courageous in sharing these things with each other, so it was really a practice of discovering what we each liked and didn't like, but also a practice in communication and kind of acceptance and learning of ourselves and of our partner.
1: And I think when we first started, we stayed away from genitals, erogenous zones, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Correct? Yes. So it was touch. To, so and in and the, in the, there was a reason for that.
0: The reason for it was for, so that I didn't feel pressured to make it turn into sex. We wanted to do it in learning about all the other parts of our body, all the other erogenous zones, and not making it a pressured-filled situation to have to have sex. The goal was we're taking it off the table. It's not about sex. It's really about learning what we like and don't like and really being able to communicate really well about it. That's what it was about. So in the beginning, we stayed away from all those genital areas. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we did that for, I don't know, a couple weeks. And we would take turns. We set a timer.
1: Yeah, it was like 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes or so, yeah.
0: maybe longer sometimes. I would play some soft music. And we would take turns. And I would lie there. And you would touch in various areas. And I would tell you, yes, I like that. Or that is too ticklish. Can you put a little more pressure? Or those were kind of the conversations we were having and doing it in really kind ways, finding ways to say things in nice ways. Oh, I like when you do that, but could you try this? Or yeah, that isn't really feeling good. Can we try something different? You know, finding ways to say this in really gentle ways, because sometimes when we're, you know, in the heat of the moment, we might say things that are more aggressive and they might come off as hurtful. And the goal is not to hurt each other's feelings. The goal is to really learn about each other. And what I found was it was really eye-opening for me and learning what I did like, because sometimes I'm so focused, not sometimes, most of the time, (laughs) I'm so focused on you and what I want you to like that I fail to pay attention to myself and really have come to a place where I don't really know. I don't know what I like and don't like because I don't pay attention. So it was a really good practice for me to be able to do that. And it was really a good, you can speak for yourself, but I think for you to learn what were some of those ways that I like to be touched because you we didn't really talk about it in that way. So this was a really open, safe space. And I've noticed since then that it has changed the way that you touch. And it's made the experience so much better for me.
1: Yeah. I think for my, uh, my perspective was, it was, you know, you take sex off the table. And yeah. so I'm going to speak from a guy's perspective and my perspective, that was really a, cha- it was a challenge. Yeah. I, I'd be, you know, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to be rubbing all over you for 10 minutes and sex is completely out there. And, yeah. And, not
0: that th- night. We wouldn't have it that night. Yeah. Right.
1: And and that was the commitment. And you know, first couple nights, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no big deal. And then you get to the third time we do it. And the fourth time we're like, okay, well, okay. It's really still not that, you know, it, it's like playing with my own brain, but it's a commitment I made. And what it, what it got me to really do was focus in, just like you said, on what you liked for me. I'm not as sensitive with touch. I'm not as, I, I'm, I'm a little bit easier going, but it wasn't about me when we were doing this, mm-hmm. it was about you. And so it was helping me realize. Oh, okay, I need to apply more pressure because I always said, like, you don't want me rubbing your back, or you don't want me uh, caressing your thighs, or you know, touching you here, touching you there because you're so sensitive. Well, that's because it's my fault. I needed to figure out how to touch you to not be so sensitive.
0: Yeah, and, and before I think that that would hurt your feelings when I would tell you, I, I don't, I don't like that. You would take that personally.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It helped me realize what you did like, and it. It really helped me focus in on providing what you needed and the ultimate thing you needed was to take the pressure off. Yeah. I mean, that, that really would, it's what it was is to take the pressure off. And I think the more we did this, the more you trusted that, Oh, okay. He's taken part in it. It's not about sex. Like we said, it was, and this is about me and you were able to relax more and more and more and more because you felt oh it's a it's kind of a contract of trust that you were having for me and now I'm speaking for you is that correct
0: Yes taking the pressure off that night to have sex allowed me to really relax into focusing on myself and when we would switch and it was your turn it allowed me to really focus in on enjoying touching you and not Having to think, okay, now I've got to, if I touch him here, then he's going to want to have sex with me. And I don't know if I want that. It wasn't about that at all. It was a very, it was a very special experience. And I could really breathe through that and really relax and really enjoy how my hands felt on you. And I thought it was just a really fantastic experience for the both of us. And we both learned a lot. And it wasn't just about me, it was about you. You learned a lot. I learned a lot. And it was a really, really great experiment.
1: You know, the thing I feel like it did the most for us was I think it really solidified the trust factor of, of me saying there's no pressure. This is just me speaking. You may not feel the same way, but before when I would say, Tim, yeah, no pressure in the back of my mind, realistically, and I I know I've shared this before, like I was still hoping, or I still had a, a hope of an expectation. This, because we committed to this and we did it and we stuck to it and you know, we were in a contract that you were able to lean in and feel safe and feel comfortable. And I was able to uphold my end of the bargain and not apply pressure. I think, you know, fast forward months and months, almost a year later, when I say there's no pressure, I feel like it maybe doesn't 100% take it away from you. But it, without a doubt, doesn't look anything like it did before we did that exercise.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. It did create um, a lot of trust and not just trust in that I trusted that when you say there's no pressure, there's no pressure. But it also created a lot of trust for you and I to be able to say the things that we do and don't like which I feel like we've always been very open about it, but it would often cause like hurt feelings. And I think, like I said, this exercise really allowed us to be vulnerable and create a safe space and to really create trust that, oh, I can tell you that I don't really like that and you're gonna be okay with that or you know, vice versa. So I think it did work on trust on many, many levels. So- Again, it was called Sensate Touching. You can look it up. It's definitely not for everybody. It was something that we needed in our relationship, and it really did have a really big impact. Just to recap, it taught me how to really settle in and be able to practice letting my mind go, which I still struggle with. But it it really helped me a lot in that area and taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about what I do and don't like. It taught me a lot about what I am able to say to you and created a lot of trust between you and I. So it was a really powerful practice for us. And it reminded me a lot of what they practiced on the show. It was very similar.
1: Yeah, I got to say, I'm so proud that through all your education that you've invested in and, and you now be able to take this and, and real life practice it and then real life be able to help others with this same type of uh, practice as well. So I, I'm so proud of you for that <laughs> as a as a coach. I'm just so proud to...
0: Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm very proud that you were a willing participant in these practices that are sometimes uncomfortable and not the most fun thing in the world to do and not the sexiest and the hottest. But it's really when we are diving into some of these things that we we really learn the most. and And we definitely learned a lot. Thank you so much for listening today and being here on this ride with us and letting us share our vulnerability with you. It's not easy for us t- to do. And we do have to kind of step into our own courage a bit to share some of these things with you, but we also feel it's so incredibly important for us to be vulnerable with you, to be vulnerable with each other, and to encourage you to do the same within your relationship, so that you can hashtag
1: crush your couple goals. <laughs> oh my gosh. oh okay, wow! Okay, enough
0: with the hashtags. I'm so sorry.
1: You <laughs> Forgive sound me. like me around the kids now. Oh my gosh. Kids don't really make fun of you. They make fun of me. That's funny. They'll never know.
0: I'll never tell them I use that three times. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. And just wanted to make sure everybody knew that I do offer sexuality coaching as well. I'm a certified sexuality coach. So if you are looking to work on certain areas in your own intimate life, in your sexual life, I am here to support and help you. You can go to the Married and Naked website. There is a button that says work with me. It's going to take you to a link that will allow you to book a free call with me. And in that call, we will talk about what particular issue you're facing and we'll discover if we're a good match for each other for some one-on-one coaching to help work through whatever challenges that you're facing. So that support is always there and available for you as well. Thank you so much for being vulnerable here with me today, Joel. I love you. I love you too, baby. We'll see you next time on the Married and Naked Podcast.